You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Going A's fans, and welcome to episode 231 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I'm talking to Bryce Pratter as part one of our Division Day series. Uh, we talked for like an hour, so I just split it up into two episodes. So, real quick, I want to tell you guys a little bit about what happened in spring training today before I send it to that. But before I do any of that, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, too. That's uh, that's very helpful. I thoroughly appreciate when people do that. Um, yeah, that's that's basically uh, all that stuff. Uh, as for the actual A's game on Tuesday, um, not, not a lot of good stuff happened necessarily. Luzardo got rocked a little bit in the third inning, did not complete three. He went two and a third, gave up five hits, six runs. Only five of those were earned. Uh, he walked one and he struck out three. He was having some control issues. He was working on some stuff. So uh, no biggie. He was just trying to get more uh, consistent with his uh, release point and all that stuff. So no, he, he was working on stuff. It's not a... Uh, Time to get concerned about Jesus Lozardo not winning the Cy Young or anything. He's totally got this one in the bag. Um, Sergio Romo, fun, fun thing. He he got to face longtime teammate Madison Bumgarner, who was the starter for the Diamondbacks. He They got the face off, and Madison Bumgarner reportedly smiled. So the world is ending. Madison Bumgarner smiles now, and that was weird. Um, Burt Smith gave up a home run. He worked two innings, gave up a home run. Um He's he's doing okay. He has a 7.20 ERA. Obviously, it's only a few innings, but uh, he, he's got to be more consistent. On the flip side of that, though, JB Wendelkin has worked five innings this spring, giving up one hit. So he's been solid. Um, and DAs ended up losing the game uh, 12 to three. Spring stats don't matter. Jed Lowry had a home run, so that was fun. Chad Pender added his second home run of the spring. So uh, that's basically what happened for you guys on Tuesday. At some point, maybe on Thursday. Thursday might be a good day for this. Uh, I'm going to be doing that locker room app that I've been talking about. Um, I will... Uh, broadcast that far and wide on social media. So make sure that you're following us at locked on A's on Twitter and me at by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, I'll make sure that, uh, you know, I, I got the room set up. It's all nice and cozy for everybody. And we can just talk some A's baseball. Uh, I just basically need something that I can talk about for a while that, uh, hasn't been talked about to death on this podcast. I can talk about Nick Turley. If you guys want me to talk about Nick Turley for a half an hour, I will do that. Subscribe to the podcast, download the locker room app, find me, and then tell me to talk about Nick Turley. That's all that I ask. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's basically it. Let's, uh, let's do some Division Day stuff with Bryce Patrick, talk about some Rangers, get real, real sad about his team, and real start feeling a lot better about the Oakland days. So here's my conversation with Bryce Patrick of uh, Locked On Rangers. He's a great guy. Go follow Bryce at, uh, I think it's at Bryce Patrick. It's like Patrick without a C. Today we talk about uh, b- both the A's and the Rangers, and then we also uh, crap on the Astros for quite a while, so that was a lot of fun. On tomorrow's episode, we rename his team, uh, or at least his podcast, and uh, that's, that was a lot of fun too, and also go over some bold predictions and uh, predict each other's win totals. Uh, 
Uh, I tried to be nice and he also tried to be nice. So, uh, (laughs) but I think that we wound up in the same ballpark. So uh, we, we did that. So that's what you guys got coming up for you guys over the next couple of days. It's, it's a lot of fun. We, we had fun. It's not a hard hitting by any means, but it's a fun conversation. Hopefully you guys enjoy. So without further ado, here's uh, Bryce and myself talking about the A's and Rangers and also crapping on the Astros. How's it going, everybody? This is Jason Burke of Locked On A's, and I am joined by Bryce Patterick of Locked On Rangers. We're doing Division Day. We're recording this on Sunday, so things have definitely happened since the time we recorded this and the time you're hearing this, but uh, we're still going to talk about what's in the news right now, and then hopefully nothing changes. So we're (laughs) getting this one in the bank. So uh, Bryce, how are you doing? You know, I'm all right. I'm I'm good enough. Uh, it's It's been a rough week for rangers news i was on uh the thursday episode of locked on today which i never thought i'd be on locked on today i mean like here in my team we don't really get talked about much i mean the rangers probably did, would have when they were good if if i was hosting the show in 2010 and 11 or whatever but like they're not only bad they're not noteworthy and then they make this stupid decision to be like hey what if we just said coronavirus isn't real and opened up 100 percent to our fans and but it's like, only for a couple of days, yeah. right? Um, it's like the last two games of exhibition and then opening day, and then they go back down to like 20%. Is is that, did I read that right? Did I remember that right? Um, you might be. Uh, it's just opening day is the big one. Like even yeah. having one in this time is is bad. It's stupid. It's bad. It's dangerous. And there's no way they did enough of their due diligence. And like one of the players, uh, Kyle Gibson, who's going to be starting opening day, um, had a great question for the media like what is going to happen with the families like are they going to be in their own suites are they going to be just in and amongst everybody else like regular fans like it normally is which i think the answer as of right now is that there's no change in plan they're just going to sit with everybody else and like would in turn infect the players exactly the media aren't even allowed to affect the player but like their families who they live with are allowed to just go sit with right next to a million people. And like, the thing is, yeah, they're going to like ask for compliance for masks, but I mean, the state of Texas as of Wednesday just repealed their statewide mask mandate and the cities aren't allowed to install their own mask mandate unless they meet like very, very extreme, like COVID cases. Like everything is like really, really bad, which I mean, it kind of is, but it's, it's, it takes a lot to get to that level. Like that was like peak numbers in like December um, that allowed like cities and counties to make their own uh, mandates different from uh, what the state's doing. And so it's like, this is just a bad idea and they're a bad team and they've had enough bad press for a decade in what they've done during the, the coronavirus pandemic in terms of like making their staff go back to the office and one of their staff catching COVID and them being reluctant to tell people that someone in their office caught COVID. It's like, it's just, it's been bad. So yeah, that's, that's the long and short of it. <laughs> it, it sounds like things are going well over in Arlington. Oh God, they, they are going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So obviously we got to get to a couple of the, of moves that the Rangers have made. There was the big trade. We actually discussed it in a, a very well-performing episode though. So thank you for everybody that listened, but uh, Chris Davis got traded over to the Rangers uh, along with Jonah Heim. How are they looking so far in spring trading? Uh, I know that they 
played against the A's just a few days ago. And uh, Jesus Lizardo really wanted to break out that turkey sub against Jonah Heim. Didn't do it. But uh, <laughs> how are they looking? What's the, the buzz around town about those two former A's? Well, um, Heim has looked pretty solid defensively, offensively. I mean, his numbers aren't great. He's played in five games, um, 10 ABs and just one hit. Um, but he hasn't uh, struck out yet. He hasn't walked either. He, he just looked fine. Nothing too exciting. I don't know that he's, he might make the opening day roster, um, but he hasn't really done anything particularly exciting in spring training. Not that anybody else really has. Um, I mean, Trevino has had a fine spring. Um, he's competing against Drew Butera, who is an offensive nothing. Um, David Garcia, who is, is very young. I really think it'd be a huge long shot for him to make the opening day roster. Um, he only played see, almost games. an Oakland day in that trade. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, John Hicks, who has had a very solid spring in six games. Um, but I mean, it's six games of spring training. So I don't know. My, my bet is still on Jonah Heim to make the opening day roster as the backup catcher. Um, only because I don't want to do another season of an offensive zero getting to catch like 60 to 70 games. Cause we just did that for two seasons. And I don't like it. Um, but man, Chris Davis has looked rough. It's been real rough. Um, one of my regular guests, uh, Grant Schiller, we did an episode of Bold Predictions. And his bold prediction was that Chris Davis wasn't going to make the opening date roster. And I was oh, wow. like, wow, that's bold. And then I started to watch him. And he looked just awful. He looks lost the plate. There was one AB I keep coming back to against uh, Chicago where he got a 3-0 count. And on three straight fastballs, he just missed and struck out. It was, it, he's looked bad all, all spring. Every single at bat of his has not been encouraging. Um, the numbers aren't good either. He has one hit in 17 plate appearances. Um, does have a stolen base, which for what that's worth. Um, and five strikeouts to one walk. It's just, he's looked really rough. And there's a lot of competition for that DH slash left field spot. Um, Willie Calhoun, I believe, has is going to be better than him this season by far. Um, David Dahl, um, if he can't play the field to open the season, is having a great spring and definitely more likely to take that DH spot than him. And same with Nate Lowe and uh, Nomar Mazzara. Mazzara's been playing out in left field and right field as well. So he's competing with all of those guys, and he has definitely been the worst of the bunch. So I thought it was really bold to say at first, but it's – it's looking more and more likely that he won't make this roster and the Rangers will just have to eat the 16 and a half million that he's owed this year. Wait, you guys got no more Mazzara back. No, I thought he was on the right. The tigers. Did I, did I say no more Mazzara? Yes. I got God, very confused. Complete Freudian slip. Ronald <laughs> Guzman. Excuse okay. Me. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are always really inexorably tied together because they both signed the same year. Um, they kind of knew each other. They both, were, had like the biggest bonuses to that point of anybody um, signing out of uh, Latin America. And that was part of the reason why the bonus system was revised and everyone was given a limited budget, which I think sucks. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so all of those guys, uh, I was going to ask you actually about uh, Nate Lowe and, you know, how he's going to fit. Is he going to be in the first base mix too, or is he primarily an outfielder for you guys? No, he's going to be in the first base. At first. Is it Guzman or Lowe? I think it's Lowe at this point okay. is what it's looking like. Um, but Guzman had an incredible uh, 
winter. He won the Dominican Winter League MVP, um, and he's looked really good in spring training so far. Um, he's got a, a 1274 OPS in uh, 20 plate appearances so far. So he is basically picked up right where he left off. Um, Nate Lowe hasn't been that great offensively. Um, just three hits and 17 plate appearances, um, eight strikeouts and zero walks, which is not really what you're looking for. But he hasn't looked overmatched at the plate. I mean, it's spring training, like I said, like what a week ish into games. Are we two weeks now? I can't keep track of time. Weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he's looked fine. Um, he hasn't looked too bad defensively at first base, which I mean he's never going to be a great defensive first baseman. Ronald Guzman already is a great defensive first baseman. So that there's some drop off there, but um, his offensive ceiling is, we think much higher than Ronald Guzman, but I don't know if that winter league that Guzman had is it's translating to the spring. And if the spring translate to the regular season, then like, I don't see Nate Lowe beating him out for the first base job. And that would be a huge positive development for the Rangers having another guy who is, would be at this point a first division starter on good enough to be a first division starter on a team that's competing for a playoff spot it's crazy that uh ronald guzman can be such a good first baseman you know defensively while holding matt olson's beer right (laughs) (laughs) i mean he can hold a lot of things he's got big hands a big old uh wingspan they call him the the condor that's his nickname because his wingspan is ginormous all right. Well, uh, with that, I think we got to get to our first sponsor of the day, and that is betonline.ag. Waiting for it to load. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Baseball is right around the corner. They got you covered for your MLB futures. If you want to bet on Matt Olson leading the league in home runs this year, go ahead. They got bets on that. Uh, they also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. And they got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you got to do is head over to their website at betonline.ag or use your mobile device to do the same damn thing. And you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And that is why BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Also, March Madness is here, and that means bracket challenges. Join our Locked On Listener Bracket Challenge group on ESPN.com. Submit your March Madness picks. Beat your favorite hosts. And if you win, it's not going to be hard to beat me. I don't know about Bryce, but uh, you can beat me. I don't watch college <laughs> basketball. Don't uh, say I watch a lot of college on. basketball, but you might be me too. You might be me too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, Michigan State. Are they still good? I don't know. No. But if, if you beat me and Bryce, I don't know if we're the, the, the bar that they're setting on this one because they have not reached out to us on this. But if you beat the host and win, you get to be a special guest on the Locked On Today podcast, our, our daily news podcast. The link to join is in the show notes of this episode. Get your picks in today. Well, that was fun. I, I, I really want to beat, I don't know, Peter Bukowski, the host of Locked On Today. And then that's how I get onto that show. <laughs> you cracked it. You finally cracked it. <laughs> just right. don't tell, like, I, I, don't, I don't host a podcast. And then like, once you get on there, just kidding, I'm actually in the network. I beat myself, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> you got to submit uh, two brackets, one that like tanks on purpose. <laughs> We've gained the system. Uh, that would be fun. I, I don't know uh, anything about this, actually. That they, they just updated this stuff for us today. Haven't seen it. I'm very excited about it, though. 
my wife yeah. every like mid-February, she's like, hey, when do we get to fill out brackets? And I'm like, we, we got to wait until like midway through March. And here we are today. I have a feeling I know what we're doing when she gets home from work tonight. I'm about to say we're, we're recording uh, just before, like two hours before they announce uh, it's Selection Sunday as we're recording this. So Ooh, that's fine. Um, yeah. Hey, you got say, any questions for me? I, I got a couple more for you, but uh, let's get I some wanna, stuff in there. But say just one more thing before I move on from college basketball. I just no. want to brag on uh, Alabama, my my wonderful Crimson Tide, who won the regular season championship and the SEC uh, tournament championship in basketball. Oh, they also won the national title in football. Oh, and Texas Tech is probably also going to the tournament. So I got two teams there to, to flex on everybody else for. This is why I hate college sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I cheer for the Rangers. This is a Rangers podcast. I got to have true, some true, joy true. in sports. Like I can't go over everything. I mean, there was a day, uh, I think like last Thursday, where Tech lost and the Stars lost and the Mavericks lost all within like an hour or two of each other. And I was just like, oh, come on. You're kidding me, guys. Those 0 for As 3 primarily days. an A's fan. You can do it. It's fine. I was a <laughs> Sharks fan for a while, and that was uh, I had to drop the Sharks. You know, I, I keep up, but I don't. Uh, I don't watch their games much until the postseason because that got really sad. Because you're like, hey, we're really good. We're in the playoffs. Let's do this, and then they get swept. Uh, and I couldn't <laughs> do that year round. So uh, primarily an A's fan, and then I pick up whatever. Like I, I've been watching Charlotte Hornets games lately. I, I like their there's basketball. They're really there's cool. Basketball team called in, in Oakland or that was in Oakland called the, uh, the golden state warriors. They're pretty good. They're really good. And actually this season has been a lot more fun uh, from a it's, warrior standpoint, just because they're not necessarily like that tier with the Lakers and whoever else is good right now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so when they do win or they make a comeback, it's more exciting as opposed to, Expected. when they were you know in the throes of winning titles all the time um because you expect them to win and then if they don't get the one sad. year they lost uh, nine games there's no excitement in that for me i mean it's cool <laughs> at the end of it but during the you know the middle 40 you're like eh, they're gonna win this game whatever um it, it's less exciting for me because i like underdogs and uh i, I grew up with the warriors being terrible <laughs> and that was a great, great time because one of those 20 wins, if it came against the Lakers, I'm talking shit all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, of course, as is your right. So with that, what do you got for me? <laughs> well, I'm curious. First off, what's it like to cheer for a good team? Because that's that's fun. Um, but I haven't kept up too closely with what's going on in spring training. Have there been any major injuries or revelations of some prospect that you didn't think was going to actually make the team, but is now looking like a for sure opening day player or uh, what's, what's sure, been happening in ACE no. camp? Um, well, I would say that since day one, uh, uh, their first game against the Dodgers, Buddy Reed has put himself on the map. Everybody loves Buddy Reed content. So you got to talk mm -hmm. about him. He was acquired uh, for old friend Jerks and Profar when they, uh, when the A's traded him to uh, the San Diego Padres, he was the second player in that deal. And he's a speedy outfielder, got a little bit of power. He's trying to hit more, uh, you know, gap to gap as opposed to on the ground like the Padres wanted him to do. So reworking his swing a little bit. He has a cannon of an arm. He had two outfield assists in his first two games. Ooh. Those games he came in as a defensive replacement. He gets into most games. He's not starting a lot, but he gets in and then he does something. Like yesterday, he laid down a bunt and he got to first on an errant throw. And then he ended up just getting the second because the throw got away. So he does 
little things, he makes something happen every single day. He's not on the 40-man roster. I don't know that he's going to make the opening day roster because uh, they got this guy, uh, Kai Tom. He is a Rule 5 pick that they got from uh, Cleveland. He's a left-handed hitting outfielder. Mm-hmm. Looked like he had good stats. He's been dealing with an oblique strain. He should be in the starting lineup Monday, I believe. So uh, by the time you're hearing this, you'll know how he's looking. So, <laughs> but obliques, they, they're a weird injury. They can last the entire season. So I don't know if the A's are going to offer him back to Cleveland because they don't want to just have him on the IL and do all that or they're going to try some funny business so I don't know that a spot's going to necessarily open up for Buddy Reed just because there are so many other lefty or switch hitting outfielders ahead of him on the depth chart that are already on the 40-man roster so that's going to be interesting um, and then uh, Mike Fires is dealing with some backslash hip stuff so that's the the big injury right now is mm-hmm. Mike Fires might not be ready for opening day uh, as we are recording this Frankie Montas just uh, made his first start of spring training after sitting out with COVID. So uh, apparently he's looking good according to the tweets that I'm reading as we're doing this. <laughs> so that's a plus. Um, haven't actually seen him throw a pitch yet because it's parallel to where I am. Um, but yeah, it, the rotation looks good. Maybe AJ Puck's going to be in the opening day rotation. Um, I, I don't think that you want to throw too many innings on him immediately. You want to yeah. slow play him. If he is on the opening day roster, I'd like to see him in the bullpen personally. Just, you know, get him 50 innings. Start with 50 and see what happens. Don't try and make him do 100 out of the gate after yeah. you know, missing season due to injury. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's one of the guys that I'd be really excited about if I was an A's fan. I mean, yeah. I watched him for, I think, maybe two or three starts when uh, he was in double A. And you just go up to Frisco back when you could actually go to baseball games. That was fun. Um <laughs> But he's got some electric stuff, and uh, I I think he's got um, a lot of talent. And I mean, this this A's starting rotation, I feel like it's one of the the better rotations in the division. You know, I we've been telling you about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for quite a while now. Bill Bar, it's the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Bill Bar is the best. It's Bill Bar Madness. Today's matchup is an elite one. I might have who won this first one wrong, but um, it's either orange or peanut butter. I'm assuming it's peanut butter unless the people are crazy and voted wrong um, versus coconut puff. Now, I'm not a big coconut guy. I don't know if you are, but peanut butter flavored anything. That is my jam. Peanut butter and chocolate is a great combination. That's why Reese's are elite, absolutely elite. So a peanut butter has my butt. What what are you thinking, Jason? You big coconut guy? I like coconut in things. Almond, it's it's like Reese's and Almond Joys are like my two favorite things. Uh, I know that they don't necessarily taste like either of those. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're distinct flavors, but I have not tried their coconut puff. So I am going to side with you and go peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter and chocolate always elite, especially when it's something that tastes that good and it's also good for you. That's just an extra added bonus. So Go to builtbar.com or at built underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will be the best tasting protein bar in the world. <laughs> Fantasy baseball addicts, you now have a new resource to help you get an advantage in your leagues. Locked on fantasy baseball. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to 
offer these strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Season-long fantasy, dynasty leagues, DFS, Locked On Fantasy Baseball covers it all. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts. After talking with with Locked On Astros, I, I mean, I was going in there thinking like, okay, this this Astros uh, starting rotation, you can't lose all that talent and still be half decent. And then like looking back on them, like they actually had a pretty decent roster. And then it wasn't Valdez. It was, um, who was it that, that had the uh, finger injury that's going to be out for months? Frember Valdez. Oh, it was Valdez. Yeah, it was okay. Frember. Yeah. And there, there was some other guy. I can't remember what, what his name is. The other is going to start. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that like came onto the scene. And like, well, I guess they actually do still have a pretty decent rotation. Um, and then they go and, uh, make that signing um i'm blanking on every single name of pitchers <laughs> jake odorizzi that's the one that's the one and then jake odorizzi and i'm like oh my gosh are they gonna be good again like I, I want them to fail and rot in obscurity for all time so i'm my best bet for for someone doing that to them is the a's and i'm because i'm not holding out any hope on the angels like i i'm cautiously optimistic about them but like i'm not holding out any hope for them until i actually see it on the field Actually, one thought that I had uh, earlier today was with the Angels, everybody's like, if, if they go get a starter, then, you know, all, uh, well, that's what I've been saying. If they go get a starter, they might actually have a chance if they got like Herman Marquez or something like that. Like somebody who's like a number two starter would really solidify a lot of what they're doing. Um, and I know that it's not wise to put hope into somebody who hasn't necessarily done it for a full season. But if Shohei Otani can give them some innings, he's that guy. And yeah. uh, I think that that would improve their team a whole bunch if he turns into that two-way threat that they actually signed. Um, m- maybe they could do it. Maybe there's hope for them in that regard. But I-, I do think that it's A's and Astros right now. I'm not super high on the... I mean, I am I think that the Astros are the second best team, but I don't know that they're necessarily within three games of the A's at the end of things. Just their depth scares me. Um, yeah. They don't have a ton of starting pitchers. Christian Javier was really good against the A's in the playoffs and all that, but he was coming out of the bullpen throwing like three miles an hour harder. He got some shadow help in Dodger stadium. You throw three miles an hour harder than you were and you get shadows. You're obviously, you're just a different pitcher that they haven't seen before. (laughs) And uh, I I don't think that that should be counted Um, in the regular season. The A's uh, roughed them up pretty good in a couple of starts. So do I have high hopes for Christian Javier? Not necessarily. Maybe he's going to be good against like the Royals and the Rangers. Um, but I don't know that he's necessarily going to be that number two guy that they need because um, he throws low nineties. If he's a starter. It, oh, well. Um, yeah. Hey, it, some guys throw are going to be fun. Low 90s okay. are good. Zach Granke, I, I think is going to have a ba- bounce back season. Last year was kind of rough for him. He had a four Oh three ERA in six, yeah. seven innings. Um, but I think he's going to bounce back because, I mean, he's just too good not to. Like, he's just too good not to. And he's Arkeedy, also old, though, is, is my pushback. I'm like, I, what are you going to get from Zach Granke? But, I mean, he was never a guy who relied on Velo. I mean, in, in his prime, he was like 90 to 93, right? I mean, he was never really a guy who was midnight. He just had impeccable command always. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really go away with age. True, true. But... Let me just bash on the Astros. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, I feel like that's what most of these crossovers are. I spent a lot of time last week um, with DJ talking, just talking trash on the Astros. I mean, it's my favorite thing to do. I mean, it, it's a good time. I, I could poke holes in all of, if Jordan Alvarez does not stay healthy, I don't think that they have a chance. Uh, Carlos Correa stayed healthy for 60 games last year. Good for him, but 
Yeah. He doesn't hit a hundred games very often. If those two guys are out of the lineup, they got no lineup, which is their strong point right now. I mean, they have a lineup, but uh, are Altuve and Bregman going to be good again? I don't, I don't know. I'm not necessarily convinced of it. Are they going to be allowed to cheat? fell apart in the playoffs is he still a person they signed him long term for some reason uh, <laughs> Kyle Tucker looks really good I'm excited about Kyle Tucker but that's the, and then you got Miles Straw in there and I, I don't buy their there's a lot of things that could go wrong in that lineup and uh, that's what I'm hoping for so uh, I mean I Brantley too Brantley is losing Springer Springer is huge for them yeah that's like absolutely massive and I don't know why they signed Brantley to that big deal I mean he's gonna be 34 this season like last year was good. Like he had an 840 OPS, which is still significantly better than anyone on the Rangers hit 300 on base of 364. Like, but the power numbers weren't super great. He only had five home runs. He did have 15 doubles, but like you need more than that from your offense only guy. Um, because that's not going to cut it. I did a whole episode uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, compare, I was talking about, you know, guys that are going to be on the free agent market for the A's after the season. And uh, Mark Canna's one of those guys and, you know, the entire bullpen again. But uh, <laughs> I, I was basically like uh, Michael Brantley is like the the brand name Mark Canna. He hits for a higher average, but he but Mark Canna has more power. Otherwise, their stats are basically the same other than those two <laughs> things. Uh, Canna has a higher OBP, higher slug, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what Mark Canna gets in free agency being, you know, 31 32 somewhere in there um and after what uh, michael brantley got is it going to be more than that is it going to be less than that uh i am very intrigued to see what the east coast bias does against the a's players who are just as good as michael brantley so <laughs> it's gonna be intriguing i mean who knows i mean it, it last year was a weird season i mean canada didn't have that great a year but i mean he's been consistent like that's one thing about mark Cannon. like he's been like you know what he is mm-hmm. and he's getting you quite a few games um, but I mean, the 913 OPS from 2019, like that is quite impressive, quite impressive. All right. That is where I am ending part one of my talk with Bryce Patrick, uh, coming up tomorrow. We are talking, uh, just some random Rangers tidbits, uh, also potential draft targets because the Rangers are not going to be good. So who is he excited about potentially drafting with, uh, arguably the number one overall pick. That's going to be fun. Um, also we, we rename his, uh, his podcast. Uh, that was probably my favorite part of this entire conversation. And then at the very end of uh, tomorrow's episode, we're going to be predicting each other's win totals and going over bold predictions and all that stuff. So, uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys tomorrow. Uh, but until then stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland, keep wearing those masks and I will talk at you guys tomorrow. <laughs>